This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's sidecast is a visit with former Iowa State distance runner and 11-time All-American Lisa Yule. You'll probably remember her as Lisa Cole. The Fort Dodge native was a nine-time Big 12 champion, a four-time NCAA champion, and a three-time academic All-American. And she was recently voted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Lisa Yule. Lisa, what did it mean to you to get a phone call from Jamie Pollard letting you know that you have been voted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame? Yeah, it was really special for me. I've, you know, lived a lot of places since leaving Iowa State. I've traveled the world, but I've always held such a, um, Iowa State as such a special place in my heart um, and feel like I've always still felt very connected to the university and to the um, athletics program. And so for me, it was it was truly just like a special personal honor. And then additionally, I, you know, I talked to Jamie and he talked about how it's voted on by peers. It was really the first year I was eligible for it. They had just recently changed it from having to have graduated 15 years out to 10 years. And so to be inducted the, my first year of eligibility was, you know, truly humbling. And then to be able to represent the sport of track and field and cross country too, as a distance runner, we're not always in, you know, the spotlight. So it's great to me to be able to represent that sport at this level too. Tell me a little bit about your path from Fort Dodge to Iowa State. How'd you become a cyclone? Yeah, uh, both my parents were cyclones. My brother was a cyclone, so I think it was already in my blood. I actually um, almost went to the University of Iowa, or uh, University of Northern Iowa. I visited all three. I knew I wanted to stay in state because I knew I wanted to run and I wanted to try and get a scholarship. And, you know, I wasn't the most highly recruited high school athlete. And so I was just kind of looking for an opportunity to get a good education and be part of a track and field team. And if a a scholarship opportunity popped up along the way, that would be great. But I knew I wanted to stay in state. So I visited all University of Iowa, University of Northern Iowa and Iowa State. And honestly, I just fell in love with Iowa State at my visit. I was I went to UNI first and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go to UNI. I really, really liked it there, but Iowa State just felt like home. I really connected with the girls on the team, with the coach, with campus, with the academics as well. I was interested in veterinary medicine at that time and vet schools here. So it really, it was just a great fit for me. It was close to home, but far enough away that I still felt separate. I was excited about being part of a big conference in the Big 12. So it, it just was the right fit. You were not an overnight success by any stretch. You, you know, you redshirted, you, you really put a lot of hard work into it. What made you fall in love with the process? Yeah, honestly, I think it was the support that I had and, and the teammates that I had and the, the, um, the team itself. Like I, I enjoyed the process because I came to practice every day with my friends and hung out with them. And I've always been a very competitive person. So um, I always was just like striving to do more and always challenging myself to do more. But it was really fun for me. Um, You know, I was dating Kyle, who was a very successful athlete too. And so I really just surrounded myself with the right environment for that to be my um my joy and and what i found passion in your redshirt freshman season you won the big 12 outdoor 10k how important was that step to 
win a big 12 championship, especially, you know, you hadn't won a state championship in high school at Fort Dodge to, to win that first big 12 title. How big was that step? Yeah, uh, that was pretty big that year. I, you know, I didn't make uh, cross country nationals. I think I was like 40th at regionals or something. Um, in cross country and then I'd been injured all, all of indoor. And so it was a big deal for me. It was a huge confidence booster to kind of put my name in that territory of being a big 12 conference champion. I will say I kind of snuck that one in. <laughs> um, it was a really hot day in Nebraska. I just remember it was horribly, horribly hot. And, you know, I just lucked out a little bit with the right field and that I just had good luck on that day. And I happened to weather the hot uh, the hot weather better than other people. But, but yeah, it, it gave me a confidence boost going into the summer to be like, I am at this level. I should be able to continue to get better. If I couldn't even make national cross country in the fall, but now I'm a big 12 champion in the spring, who knows what I can do if I actually like put some really good effort and have a good, a good summer of training in. Well, you certainly did continue to improve in your sophomore year, 2008, out to the Stanford Invitational, and you set the American Collegiate record, 32-11-13. What was special about that day? What made you run so well that day? You know, I think a lot of it was I was really naive. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea. You know, I knew I could run fast, and I think Corey Immels knew more than I did. But a lot of it was just I didn't really limit myself. I just went out there, and I ran how I felt on that day and ran my race. And that's what came about from it. Again, I think a lot of my career, I was able to, I was able to like celebrate my successes, but also always want a little bit more. Corey always had a saying where he's like, you can beat yourself up for a day for not doing well. Like if you're disappointed, but then you have to be able to turn around the next day and just get back to training. And the same thing, if you have a great meet too. So I think I really just went into that day being like, I'm just going to run the best I can today. And that's what it ended being. I think I heard it over the intercom that I was potentially going to, you know, break that record. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so I, it was a little bit of my naivety, I think, that allowed me to do that. I think I might have been a little bit overwhelmed and intimidated if I even knew, you know, that that was what I was capable of that day. Well, later that season, NCAA championships in Des Moines, and you had another incredible event. You, you lapped five All-Americans, one going away. I'm guessing that it had to be pretty special to be an NCAA champ for the first time and to do it in your home state. Uh, incredibly. I mean, particularly because, like you said, that was a track where I was always trying to get a coveted state title and never did. And so, you know, or a Drake Relays title, like all those things I had never gotten in high school. And then to win a national title in the way that I did um, with the support of everyone there. I just feel, felt, I like felt the love from everyone. And it was just, it was a really, really special moment. And I'm just really, really thankful that everything worked out so that that could be my first national title. So the next year you redshirted in cross country. And as I recall, and, and this might be a little bit of a theme throughout, you, you dealt with some injuries, but you still won your third big 12 outdoor 10 K and you won the big 12 5k, but how difficult was that year for you just to deal with being hurt for so much of that year? Yeah, that was hard. Um, it was really hard because I had had such a successful year the year before, and um, I felt like I was just really struggling. I had actually 
redshirted cross country, but I was fit at that time. I was just kind of holding back so that we could try and have a little bit better team the next year. And then I ended up being hurt and indoor. And so that was just disappointing that, you know, I wasn't competing when I was fit, but then I was hurt and could compete, but I wasn't able to. And then, you know, everyone got, was so excited the year before and there had been talk of agents and, you know, professional running. And I would say, a lot of that kind of went away my fourth year when I was hurt and things weren't going, I wasn't doing as well. And it was hard to kind of still believe that it was in me. But again, I like it always goes back to I had a really good support system that was able to help me through it and be like, no, you know, just stick with it, stick with the process and you'll come out the other side. Well, through all the adversity of the injuries, you still did exceptionally well in the classroom. You were named the COSIDA Academic All-American of the Year, graduated in biology. It, it, it could not have been easy to put the work in to succeed competitively, but also be that exceptional in the classroom. Obviously, you were very committed to, to doing both very well. Yeah, I think it was just really just committing yourself. It's a great word. It's just scheduling my day so that when I wasn't eating, sleeping, running, I was studying and it was more doable in my undergrad. But um, then when I started vet school in my last two years that I was competing, I was actually a veterinary student as well. And it was much more difficult then because that's pretty rigorous academic work. And so it was definitely a challenge, but I will say that everyone at the vet school was also incredibly supportive and helpful. And when I needed to, you know, take a few less classes. They were more than happy to accommodate. Anytime I had to travel for competitions, they were able to accommodate. So again, I, I just had a lot of people in my corner to, to help me do that too. Gear up for your next Cyclone game with Authentic Brand, a great Iowa company headquartered less than an hour from Ames in Perry, Iowa, making Cyclone apparel for men, women, and kids. It's the apparel I wear on game day. Find it at local retailers or order online at Authentic-Brand.com. Authentic Brand. Look authentic. Feel authentic. Be authentic. Well, as you're in veterinary school and you're competing as a senior now at Iowa State, you go back out to Stanford, and this time it's not just the American collegiate record. It's the collegiate record, uh, 31-18-07, a record that still stands to this day. And 53 seconds faster than your previous record there, you had to know at that point, wow, this can really be a special season for me. Yeah, after that indoor season, I knew I was very, very fit. Um, I had a great indoor season, and I feel like I, whenever I was running fast in the shorter races, I always knew it was in me for the longer stuff. Whenever I was running well in like 3K, 5K, I knew 10Ks were going to go well. I tended to do better as as the races got longer both Corey and I knew there is pot the potential for something really special to happen but you have to have the right weather you have to have the right day you know there's a little bit of luck that goes along with it it was perfect weather perfect time he's actually I think the only race that Kyle's ever missed which is kind of a bummer but wow. he, he was back in Iowa but everyone was my my parents were there and I think I just I knew that it was going to be a special night I didn't know how special it could be weirdly enough I still feel like it's it's just one of the the best I've ever felt racing it didn't even feel like it was that hard it was one of those perfect nights that you just only get once in a blue moon well you won your fourth consecutive big 12 10k and I imagine that, you know, you, you, you want to conclude, you want to have a great senior season, you want to go out on top, and you certainly did that with three NCAA championships your senior year, the 5K indoor, and then in Eugene, the double, the 5K outdoor and the 10K outdoor. I mean, that is 
the perfect cap, isn't it, to a college career? Yeah, I was, like I said, especially after the year of injury and frustration of my fourth year, to to be able to finish it off in that way, I have zero regrets. Particularly that 5K at NCAAs was one of the hardest races I've ever run. Just having to really put it all on the line and, and lead from the gun and just put myself out there. I was incredibly happy with the way my collegiate career ended. It's a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work. Now in that 10K, you go one, two with Betsy Sina, who is another great champion in her own right. Um, It had to be pretty cool. Number one, to just have that team success as well, as well as the individual acclaim, but how much did it help you to have a great champion like Betsy to kind of push you along for your career? Yeah, Betsy and I were great friends and we were great training partners. I think sometimes when you train with someone, it doesn't work well if you are like too competitive or you're too, um, you're not, you know, don't find a way to be supportive of each other. But Betsy and I, I feel like we were, we were just the right comp. We both liked to train in the same way where when we worked out hard, we were working out really hard. But when we had our easy days, we ran nice and easy and we became great friends and we were incredibly supportive of each other. You know, we still, we still stay connected. Um, not as much as I would hope, but we still stay connected today. Um, and yeah, I was really, really fortunate to have Betsy to just always be there to like push me and open my mind to the possibilities of what I could do and to just really be like a friend, a shoulder to lean on. And she was, yeah, it, it made the last year even more special that she had so much, so much success too. So as your collegiate career ends, lots of great honors, Iowa State Female Athlete of the Year, but also the Big 12 Female Athlete of the Year. And you won the Honda Award as the top collegiate track performer. But we talked, touched on this a little bit, but you really pushed yourself. It seems like you were never satisfied with where you were. You were always pushing yourself to, to try to take it a little bit further. Yeah, I think it's a blessing and a curse, and it continues to follow me throughout <laughs> my life. <laughs> In that, uh, yeah, I've, just, I've always been that way. I've always been very competitive very much with myself and also with other people, but really just wanting to get the best out of me um, and myself. And I think it's something that was instilled in me me from a young age and um, it's just part of who I am. And I think it's the, the struggles are worth it in the end when you see the, you know, when you reap the benefits, it can be hard to see in the, in the time, but I've, like I said, I've just, I've been fortunate enough to have enough support that I've been able to get through those times and see the other side. But yeah, it's that last year just to go to all of those ceremonies and to receive all those accolades. It was, it was very, like I said, very humbling. Those are things I didn't expect um, to happen. And so um, yeah, really special. So as your professional career begins, you're married now to Kyle who himself was an all American Kyle Yule and you moved out to Oregon to train for a spot with the Olympic team. Did he help you along the way in pushing you to new heights? Uh, how, how, how beneficial was that to, to be around somebody who loved the sport like you did and probably loved competing just as much as you did? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I, I've done, you know, quite a few interviews where I talk about the specific time that I think I was a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman in college and it was right after I ran some 5k and I think I ran like 1730 and I was so excited and I called Kyle and I told him that I'd run that and he was like, that's not very good. 
<laughs> and, I, and I was like, what are you talking about? I was so excited. And he was like, no, I'm just saying that like, you could do so much better. He's like, you are, you're really talented. If you really like stuck with it and just trained really hard and, and focused a little bit more on the little things, he's like, I think you could be so much better. And I was a little bit of a wake up call for me and I was a little annoyed at first. Now retrospect, when I look at it now, I'm very um, glad that he, that he opened my eyes a little bit, but um, he's always just been very honest and extremely supportive of me. Part of it is the lifestyle. So him being a, an athlete and understanding the lifestyle of a professional athlete was important. It's really important. Like part of your job is getting sleep, you know, things that you don't really understand unless you you've been at that level. So it was very, very nice for me to have Kyle to support me through that. And really honestly, like through our entire lives, we always joke that, you know, pretty much every decision on where we've moved and where we've gone has been dictated by me. And he's been just incredibly supportive. You know, it's interesting because in, in football, perhaps maybe or some other sports, you can you can maybe compete and hide an injury a little bit and, and do well still, even competing at maybe 85%. But in your sport, an injury is so difficult, you had another one to deal with. And then at the Olympic trials, your shoe comes untied at the most inopportune time. Take me to that story, I guess, first of all, touching on just how you overcame injuries again, but second of all, the the shoe coming untied. Did you have any hesitation? You can't <laughs> spend 30 seconds tying it or you're done. Yeah. One of the scariest times of my life. Yeah. I had been injured in 2011. I had plantar fasciitis, had torn my, torn, torn part of it. Um, I'd spent a lot of time on the sidelines and you're right. I mean, the stopwatch doesn't lie. Right. So I went into 2012 thinking I get to the trials and maybe like I'm top 10. I did not expect to be able to have a great season that year. But things really turned around for me pretty quickly once I started competing in the indoor season. And I had a good base of training, fortunately, from, you know, the year before when I had been training with Shalane for the uh, for the New York Marathon. So I had a, a, a big base of mileage that I feel like I could tap into once I got healthy again. But rebuilding my confidence was a little bit hard. And then, yeah, um, the shoe coming untied uh, was was also another <laughs> blow to the confidence. But actually, I have experience in this happening. I joke about it with uh, Corey and Wolves because that actually happened at Big 12s. I think it was my fourth year outdoor. It happened in the, I think it was the 10K. Same thing happened. My shoe came untied. I think there was only like two miles of the race left there, though. And he was like, you got to tie it, like from the sidelines. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> He's like, you have to tie your shoe. Yeah. So he's like, don't freak out. So I just went over to the side, tied my shoe, got back in the race, and then took my time catching up instead of, you know, sprinting to the front. And so it was almost nice having that previous experience of it happening because internally I was like, don't freak out, don't freak out. Fortunately, it was the beginning of the race. The 10K is an extremely long race, and it was already turning out to be a bit of a tactical race. And so, yeah, I... I was the most my hands have ever been shaking in my entire life and everything was soaked because it had been raining. And so I was just trying to get it tied. And then it actually came untied again with about 800 meters to go. But at that point, oh you know, gosh. you're not going to stop it. <laughs> at that point, I, pr I pretty much knew I was making the team. And so I was like, I'll run barefoot if I have to. So, Like Zola Bud. Yes. Yep. Uh, well, and, and you did. You made London. And represented our country, which had to be a tremendous honor. I can't even imagine the sense of pride 
of wearing USA across your chest and, and to run in 31, 12, 80 at the Olympics, sixth fastest time ever by an American was quite an accomplishment. Yeah. I, um, I still don't believe that that happened. I think that was someone else. It's, it's still just so <laughs> it's crazy to me that I, that I did that. And I still sometimes don't believe it happened, but I was so glad that I had Amy and Janet, the, the two other U.S. athletes. Um, we all started and kind of ran the race a little bit differently, but the last mile we were all together. And so the three of us wearing our Team USA jerseys and while we compete against each other here in the U.S. pretty much all the time, we're all good friends. That's one of the nice things I think about distance running is that the majority of the uh, the distance running community, the professional community are all very like supportive and nice to each other and everyone just wants everyone to do their best. And the three of us really worked together that last mile and all three of us ran our PRs the fastest we'd ever run that day. I think that's just a testament to the environment and then the support of each other. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Tell me a little bit about your professional life now and when you run, do you just run for fun now or you still compete some? No, I just run for fun now. I just had a baby about seven and a half months ago. So running has been a little bit different over the last year and a half. But I, I'm basically just running for fun now. I'd love to get to a point where I could go back and, you know, semi-compete. Probably never at, you know, an, an elite level again. But I'm really just going with myself again and get back into doing particularly like half marathons and marathons. Um, I feel like I never really got to do a lot of that because I just kept getting hurt. So if I can find a way to, to compete in those things consistently and stay healthy, I would love that. But yeah, right now it's pretty much, it's social. It's for my own health. It's a nice way to put Graham to sleep when he doesn't want to go to sleep. I just throw him in a stroller and go for a run. There you go. And are you a practicing veterinarian then? So I finished my DVM um, in 2018. And then I went out to Colorado for a couple of years and got some specialized training. And I'm finishing my specialized training actually back at Iowa State now. So my husband and I joke that we like to move at least every two years. <laughs> so <laughs> we've moved back to Iowa. and We actually live back in Ames now. So we will be here for my program here is a five years. So we'll be here for the foreseeable future for a while. So I'm basically getting my specialized residency training here at the vet school at Iowa State now. So it's it's nice to be back home. That's awesome. Uh, last thing for you, Lisa, you have kind of touched on this throughout our, our conversation, but even though you're out there running by yourself, you are never really truly alone. You've mentioned Kyle, Betsy, I'm sure your coaches and trainers all played a huge role. You have success as an individual, but it really is a team effort, isn't it? Oh, definitely. I mean, I I think I've said it probably 20 times during this interview, and I'll always say it, that I never could have done what I did without the support of everyone around me. I was incredibly lucky to have great coaches, great friends, a great husband, a great family. My family traveled everywhere to watch me run. They were always there to support me. My teammates were amazing. And I never, never would have accomplished the things that I did without them and without Iowa State and the support that Iowa State gave me. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I just like love Ames so much. And it feels like such a special place to me because I always felt so safe and comfortable and supported when I was here. That's what allowed me to do the things I did. Obviously, some of it came from me and the hard work that I put in. 
but I couldn't have done it without everybody's support. Well, I'm looking forward to the day that you're inducted into the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, me too. So, well-deserved honor, and it's going to happen right here in Ames. And congratulations, you're you're very deserving, and so glad that uh, things have worked out for you. And you're back back. Thanks in. so much, Don. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.